so when I came over here, my goal was like, all right, get through each week without having to get a job was my thought right (laughs) so if I could make enough money with like designing like a tattoo design or um, an illustration for someone or a mural I would work out all right I've made this amount of money this week that's how much I would have made in my normal job don't need to get a job get through the next week do the same thing and now two years on and I haven't had to get that cafe job (laughs) hello And welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and on this week's episode, I sat down for a chat with the brilliantly talented Danny Simpson. Danny is an Australian artist and creative, now based in Belfast, best known for her larger-than-life street art murals that have captured the eyes of thousands online across the globe. We delved into Danny's unexpected journey into street art, the lessons she learned working in a burlesque shop growing up, and making a career, a new life for herself across the other side of the world in We Are Belfast. Danny was such an extraordinary person to have on the show and just to hear about all things that she's done so far and the amount of work that she puts in every single day is just inspiring. So you guys are going to absolutely love her. So without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the brilliant Danny Simpson. Well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews. This week, my guest is, of course, the brilliant Danny Simpson. Danny, how's it going? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. And here, Danny, you've been a bit hectic over lockdown. Uh, we were just chatting about. Um, I always kind of like I'm asking my guests what they've been up to or how they've kind of been finding everything. You've been one of the few people that I've seen that really hasn't experienced much of like a slowdown I'd say probably busier than ever I think we tried to get you on the podcast um like a week or two ago and you you weren't even in the country like so (laughs) I know it's been a little bit hectic um but I have to say I'm pretty lucky to be able to keep this busy over these crazy times um but I guess like everything's sort of starting to slowly reopen or um rules are constantly changing so people are sort of investing in getting new art or doing up the area or marketing so it's kind of been a bit of a blessing in that way yeah absolutely and I suppose I probably should have introduced you as well really um for the people that maybe don't know what you do or what the crack is with yourself so do you mind just like introduce yourself like telling us a bit about yourself and your background and maybe what you're known for really so I um, am a artist. I specialize in commercial street art and um, illustration. So a lot of the work that I do are murals in bars, cafes, hotels, um, office spaces. Some uh, have even been in homes. And then there is also large urban street art installations that I enjoy doing. And then on top of that, as I mentioned, I do a lot of illustrations, which are like prints for people to have in their home, just so I can cater to as many people as possible and being able to spread my art as much as I can. <laughs> and you're currently based up in Belfast at the moment. But um, if people can't recognise from your accent, that's not a Belfast accent, is it? <laughs> 
No, no, no. <laughs> so I'm Australian. I actually came over to Belfast um, just over two years ago. I had plans to live in Holland. I came to visit my granny here in Belfast and I spent two weeks. And for that two weeks, I pretty much was painting the entire time because I managed to get a job painting at the Harp Bar, Duke of York. Mm -hmm. And I kept coming back and forth um, from Holland to Belfast. And about two years ago, pretty much to the day today, I decided to to make the move over here. Um, and it's sort of all all gone from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose, like, I mean, congratulations, happy anniversary. Um, <laughs> feel like you're, I mean, properly, you know, one of the boys now, you. <laughs> but I mean, for anybody that I suppose, like, is from Ireland or anything like that, like, hearing somebody coming from Australia over here, like, it feels like such an opposite, like, you no know, turn of events. Everybody would, like, so many people I know would be like, you know, just need to get out of town. But you said, geez, there's that many Irish over here in Australia. I need to go visit them. Like, honestly, I hear great street art, like, opportunities, of course. <laughs> Look, I didn't expect that I would end up being here this long. I thought I would last, like, three months away from my friends and family. And, like obviously it's extremely tough being away from them um you miss out on events and that but at the same time um there's been so many opportunities here I also met a um Irish lad as well of course you did (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's just one of those things that it's probably the number one question is like why did you come here like normally we go over there but there is so much beauty here there's so many different things like there's a lot of history um the seat like the landscape is absolutely beautiful the people are amazing um and i think there's a huge appreciation for art (laughs) (laughs) um and um I will just have to get home as much as I can. Well, I can't at the moment, but when the, um, just to enjoy that sunshine and try to get a bit of color back in the skin. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I say that's all, always a reassuring factor when you move to a place when everybody questions, why did you move here? I mean, uh, and the fact that you've stuck it out and, uh, you managed to create such, you know, like, through, cause there's so many people that I like have kind of like, chat about you know even when you're walking around Belfast or so many places be like oh yeah like this girl like she's like she paid all this and I was going sorry excuse me what um and then it wasn't (laughs) until you know I started like seeing you on Instagram stuff like this I was going like oh my god the amount of things that you'd walk past on a daily basis like you've really I mean put your mark on Belfast quite literally (laughs) um but it's amazing like that from that short period of time, how much you've kind of like been brought into the community and stuff like that. But I suppose coming back from uh, obviously moving to Belfast and all the rest of it, like when did you first get into like street art and murals and uh, this whole kind of world? Like, was it something you've always gravitated towards or had a passion for? Or did you have maybe like another path in mind? Oh, I had a few different paths in mind. I've always been creative, though. So at the age, I guess it's probably best to, like, rewind back a little bit. But um, at the age of 14, I started working in a makeup shop. 
So I learned makeup artistry. I was doing that sort of thing. And I know that it doesn't sound similar in a way, but the type of stuff that I was doing was quite theatrical as well. So you're learning how to use, have a steady hand. I was doing like lots of Halloween stuff. Um, so like painting like skulls and everything like that. I loved it. It was like transforming the face or the body as opposed to like a wall. So it was linked in that way. Mm. Um, and then I did my apprenticeship in graphic design while I was in school and that followed through outside of school. And I didn't like it um, purely because I didn't like using a mouse. I like to actually feel as though I'm drawing. Mm. And I we struggled with trying to take something that, you know, drawing is quite um, analog to a computer, which is digital. So I really struggled with that. Um, so I went back to the makeup place and I started working as a sales and marketing manager um, for an amazing brand. Honestly, dream job. I had a lipstick machine in the room behind me. Oh, there was here. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I never, never had any trouble with not having makeup. <laughs> travel doing makeup um but what happened was I um I went through a really tough time in my life there was so many different changes that happened um and I was struggling with anxiety and I was told that um I should sort of it was the it was just like my my brain felt like I had so many tabs open mm. which it does all the time anyway but it was controlling them. Um, so I was told to go and go outside somewhere that was really nice and just draw um, and write and just switch your mind off a little bit and just have some like you time. So I did that and I was really terrible at it. I tried doing like faces <laughs> and that and it was just like, <clears throat> like trying to tell someone to like build a house that's never built a house before. I didn't know how to draw like that. Um, so I started doing mandala patterns and mm-hmm. Um, basically if you can draw a circle, a line, a zigzag, whatever it is, it's just repetitive movements. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're sort of opening it up like an onion, working from the inside, outside, and um, it's small, tiny little shapes make a complex shape. Mm-hmm. And I did that and I really enjoyed it because it was just beautiful to look at the end and it felt like I achieved something. I did it in the morning, a sunrise in this place called Burley Head- Heads, which um, – is like my favorite place in the world, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I just listened to music. And what happened was I decided to make a big one for my room, but I wanted it to be an animal with all the mandala shapes inside. Mm-hmm. So it was getting a bit tricky. I went to a place which is like B&Q and I got a big piece of wood and I went to Burley like an absolute weirdo and pulled out the big sheet of wood, put it against a tree and I just drew on it. And of course, everyone stopped. I was like, what is that girl doing? <laughs> but people were saying, could they buy it? And that was really the turning point for me where I realized that perhaps I'm doing something that other people may enjoy um, mm. and may like. So I didn't sell anything for a good year. Um, that dream didn't fulfill for a while, but I did it purely because I enjoyed it. And then the walls just got bigger and I started doing a mural and that was when I first got my pay job about a year later. So that's a long-winded story of it. 
<laughs> yeah, but like, I think that's so interesting. Like, I would not have expected, oh, how did you start off? You're like, well, like, you know, was doing like, you know, makeup and stuff. And then like, was getting into the whole sales part of it. And uh, and, and then next thing, you know, you're outside painting, like on a big board, rests on a tree and somebody's going like, here, I'll give you some money for that. Like, and then you went, actually, well, this isn't too bad. <laughs> like... See, the thing is about, like, art, I think there's one thing to have to be able to know the technique, and I haven't gone to art school, so I've really self-taught myself the techniques of things. Mm. The beauty of today's world is that you've got Skillshare, you've got YouTube, there's so many things that you can learn from. You can reach out to other people and get them to give you tips. Um, Then there's a creativity. Um, So you need to be able to have a creative mind um, to be able to imagine how you're going to piece all of these things together. But the third thing to be able to make money and be able to make it your career is you also have to have a business mind behind it. Mm. So for me, um, you know, sales and marketing doesn't seem like it was linked to that, but I did a lot of, I did a lot of social media marketing Mm. in, in my job. So I really learned firsthand how that can benefit and put you sort of a little bit more in a platform for more people to see your work, which in turn gives you more work. So it really did work hand in hand to be able to sort of try, try, I say, and morph those three things together. (laughs) Yeah, like, and I suppose the way that you mentioned that as well, like about your like marketing and stuff for social media, like I, there's like, um, so like a bit of like a background why like I initially reached out to you. It was for um this TV program that we we're trying to like get developed and commissioned and we were looking for street artists. But trying to find street artists, honestly, was is one of the hardest things in the world. Like everybody is, you know, going off a pseudonym or they don't really put too much out there. They just they want to be stood by their work or, you know, they don't really want to be, you know, chat to anybody really like which I found was really strange considering like these pieces are such like you know huge statements on walls and stuff like you everybody be curious you know chat behind stuff but for you like you're like I think you've done like something that's like diverged away from that where you're like no like I mean this is a living that I I you know (laughs) that I have to make of like I have to survive off this you're like people need to know how they like can get in touch with me or like work like what stuff I'm doing like and especially because of that as well like I think that's why maybe you're like Instagram I can't even remember how many followers you're on now but like it's it's huge for like in in this world I mean that like usually people are like do you know there's like these ones like subset and stuff like this that like they're they just don't exist but then you see their stuff thrown up somewhere so that's why I was like interested by like how you went around it or like was there a different thought process but like as you said you kind of have to do that like if you're going to survive on this like and as well it's yeah. obviously taken off so well for you that like I mean from going like Frig this is something that like kind of is make me happy and like I'm really enjoying doing like it it's it's worked out like like you've done it properly I think I think I've been lucky in in the time that I've sort of come into being um an artist um (laughs) no one can see my hand I just did there (laughs) um air quotes (laughs) um I think I've been really lucky because a few different things for me I want to sort of break the stigma that of a struggling artist like yeah it is actually really hard to get people to understand that art 
being an artist is a job it's not just a hobby there's so much work involved and um when I do all of my Instagram stories I don't just show the finished thing you see the start to the finish you see all the times that I stuff things up like if I drop the tin of paint and it's all over the ground and I'm like oh no like how am I going to fix this I want people to see that there's like um that raw side to it but there's also the hard work so if you're doing a mural it's not just like I don't just get out and like paint all day there's the admin that goes behind it there's the quoting there's keeping up to date with your accounts there's the back and forth of trying to um do the concepts so it's really like 70 percent admin and then there's like that 30 percent play if you know what I mean Hmm. so I, I like to show that but the the thing I think that's also changed is um especially here I found is that a lot of companies and businesses and I really hope that I've been able to contribute to that as well are seeing art as not just a pretty thing to have in a room that makes you feel nice when you're sitting down having dinner and you see a wall with all flowers all over it it's also about creating a marketing opportunity there where people that are wanting to get photos in front of it Mm. and then they post on their Instagram like oh look I was at this place then more people go oh I want to go check it out because of that social media side of things had it been 10 years ago it probably would have been a completely different story for me Mm. so I think artists in today's world can really take advantage of that but also businesses can see it as as more than just a thing that you see while you're there, it can be used in so many different ways. So I think that's like the big difference of it all. But at the same time, it's very, very hard to constantly manage social media and and keep up to date and be posting. And some days I just like, I would love to turn it all off and have a day off. But um, I think it's about keeping it real. And as you said, like having a face behind it, I completely stand by the artists who want to have their work shown as just as their own. It's amazing. There are some incredibly talented street artists um, who may not get all these same type of opportunities who have different styles of art as well. But for me to be able to show like who I am, um, that I was someone who didn't think that this would be a career path. It gives, hopefully it gives inspiration to other people to just get out and do what you love Mm. a little bit more. No, like, I think that's it as well. Like, the way that, you, like, people don't realise and, like, how much work actually goes into it. Like, and then as you said, like, it's part of half the battle is really showcasing, like, and bringing awareness to it. It's like, no, this is, like, m- more than a full-time job because essentially you are still, like, it's not like you're on contract with somebody for, like, a year or whatever like this. Like, it is essentially freelancing constantly where you're like, oh, I've commissioned here or like a bit there, whatever like this. And that in itself, I think people, because they expect that you're looking for work constantly, they expect that you'll be able to like answer back to things like immediately because you're like, oh, just oh. like needing the next like thing instantly. <laughs> and you're going like, okay, like that's grand. But like, I also have about 12 other things that like people also have came in about. So you're, it's a constant kind of like juggle of things and the way that you said as well about social media, like, Jesus, I, um, 
like even for doing this like the podcast like i've tried to do like start up little like social media things because i realized yeah that's how people obviously are going to find out about it but like i'm bad with it and i know i'm bad with it and i still get frustrated having to like do a post every time that like i put up an episode i'm like oh i'm gonna have to do this and all for it but like you're so active on it and it's both like do you know what I mean? I'm not having to do like paint a whole mural on the side of this as well. I'm literally press and record chat and box for like half an hour to an hour and then, you know, throwing it up online. Like the most I really have to create is that like we post, but like <laughs> you are constantly, you know, archiving everything, like documented all. Like it's such a process. So like it's, uh, yeah, I can completely understand why if I am being like, oh, I want to just throw my phone away. You must be like, I want to smash my phone into a million pieces someday. It's, like... it's actually like just covered in paint. Because I try to, <laughs> I try to film things like when I'm painting. Mm. I'll have gloves on or whatnot. And then like a little bit goes on and it's all over the screen. And people are like, your phone's so grubby. I'm like, it's just covered in paint. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, look, you've just got to find the time to to do it. it it's it is hard, um, but I think be real on it and like honest. As you said, like so many people just constantly, sometimes not so many people, but some <laughs> people who are wanting um, answers like there and then. And I'm really bad because if I see a notification, well, actually, I don't have notifications on my phone for Instagram or Snapchat or anything. I, I turn them all off, but. If I go into Instagram and I see a message, I'm really nosy. I need to read it there and then, even if I'm halfway up a ladder with a brush in my hand. So the thing is, I then flag up that person seen I've read it. And they're thinking, is she not writing back? And I'm like, they'll send a message, like a question mark. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being too nosy. <laughs> You're like, That's I, my downfall. Yeah, exactly. You can't just leave things on red. <laughs> I know. I would like to, though. I would like to like to be like... It's like an anxiety. I need to read the message. Oh my God. I get you. I completely get you. And I've recently just started turning off my notifications. But as soon as I come back <sighs> onto my phone, it's like they start trailing in and you're going like, oh God. And then you see like something a wee bit kind of like, oh, I wonder what that's about. And then you have to obviously go into it to see it. Like you can't sneak your way around it. And you know, you, you can know flag it. them though. Oh no, I did not know this. So if it's like a message that you want to get back to, you can swipe across and then there's like delete what move to general or whatnot and there's uh-huh. flag i don't know if it's just for creator instagram accounts but on, i've recently discovered it and it's definitely <laughs> given my response rate a high, a high rate <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i should probably like start actually looking into things like that because i feel like i'm probably bad in that half the time as well where i'm like oops uh, <laughs> but i suppose like you were mentioning, you know, how you got into all of this and where it's taking you and the whole process that you obviously have to juggle like on like in your life. But I always kind of ask guests that come on that do these really extravagant, like interesting careers. I try to ask like before these careers that they've done, maybe like about some of the character building jobs that they had growing up that like probably informed the person they are today. So like, I don't know if you, I suppose when you're talking about like the makeup place or ever like that, or, you know, you kind of touched upon doing these bits of marketing stuff as well. But um, I always find that people tend to do the oddest jobs in the world. And then people are being like, oh, you've always done like a really like cool career. And they're like, no, like I've done some horrendous things like before this, but like these things, you know, 
kind of builds you into the person you are. Like I talk about like working in a pizza place and like mm-hmm. I was like a drama. I worked in drama camp. No, you didn't want to work with kids. Like pick strawberries when I was like, can't remember what age I was at doing that. Like, um, and now here I am chatting to people online. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you had many jobs like that, that probably you've looked back on or like, yeah, I feel like you need to have like those humbling kind of jobs to get you to where, you know, you can manage like doing these cool ones <laughs> well I started working when I was 11 like oh it wow wasn't like my mom had me like as like some little slave thing <laughs> but like my mom was working in like a snack bar so kind of like a cafe let's say mm. um and I just wanted to earn some extra money and um she said you can go in and work on Saturdays I'd work for four hours and I got $5 an hour, which is about £2.50 an hour, um, which <laughs> at the end of the day, getting 20 bucks was amazing. Like, I, I, I was an 11-year-old. That was, like, amazing. Mm. I work weekends, and I would just be, like, cleaning shelves, taking orders. Sometimes I made sandwiches. Like, I just oh, – like, I did that for about three years. Um, <laughs> and I think it really um, – Sorry, my door was... Can I grab the door? I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Go for Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, it was like Royal Mailman. Um, <laughs> oh, God, don't wish you mail. <laughs> and Carl's upstairs. He wouldn't have heard. Um, <laughs> um, okay, where can I start again? <laughs> um, so you were talking about uh, working... Um, you were talking about do, yeah I mean doing slave labor for a couple of years uh. <laughs> I did that oh yeah I did that until I was um 14 and I wanted a different job and next door was the makeup factory so I, I used to make their coffees and their Thai salads and that and I said do you have a job for me and they got me into the, the shop and it was like honestly it was it was like the weirdest store it was a theatrical store and we sold like masquerade masks. We sold like stockings, like fishnet stockings, wigs, um, costumes, makeup. It was just, it wasn't just a makeup store. Like this was an actual theatrical fancy dress store, but it often got looked at as maybe more of an adult store, but it wasn't. Little, little so burlesque was store. It was a burlesque store. So I worked there for, uh, for um, well, I worked for the company for 12 years, so oh I don't really God. have very many. I did, yeah. So 14 till 26, I worked for them. But the last, say, five years, I was in their head office hmm. um, in their makeup factory. And I tell you, like, some of the things in that retail store that had come in, I had no idea where it was going to lead me to. <laughs> and then I guess the only other one, oh, I worked in a nightclub for a little bit totally didn't fit that setting um slipped over spilt tequila all over me quite a few times mm. um <laughs> wasn't for me um and then just the print store where I did my graphic design um apprenticeship so um I, I guess that's helped me out now because I have a printer here that I do all my prints mm. on and I sort of understand the process how to set things up and everything like that but in all honesty they're the only jobs that I've ever had because I've worked in every job that I've had for at least two years each one, apart from the apart from the um, 
nightclub one that wasn't so very long. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was one night. Uh, <laughs> no, it was one great night. <laughs> no, Jesus, um, not many people. Though, I've cause... had, I've had my own business. I've had a few different things um, that I, I had obviously my own makeup business that I did. Um, and I was trying to get into spray tanning at one stage. God knows why. Um, In Australia. And, yeah, it's actually a big thing because, do you know, I was never tanned in Australia because I worked in an office all day. We don't just get to sit on the beach all day. So I was quite pale. So no one thought I was from the east coast of Australia. Um, I know it sounds weird, but, yeah. Um, but I had a business um or I had market stalls and everything like that as well. So I think everything sort of builds to who you are. You mm. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, that's like quite eclectic as well. And I don't think many people can say it like from probably steadily at the age of like 11, they've been as, like working. Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> like that's uh, that, that probably sets you up quite well. I think that probably speaks more to your character as well, where you're like, I'm up for doing this and I'm up for like help. I know I'll be taking orders. Like I can't imagine even going into like a coffee shop and like an 11 year old being like, what can I get you? I'll be like, are, are you allowed to be doing this? The best part was when I made a coffee, I was making coffees on the actual machine and I never, ever drunk a coffee before because I was too young to drink coffee. And the guy said to me, it was actually my future boss at the makeup factory or the boss's husband. And he kept saying to me, you make a grouse coffee. And I didn't know what grouse meant. It's not a word that you say here, I don't think. No, I've never no. heard grouse. <laughs> I'm, pretty sh- I'm pretty sure grouse is like uh, you see it in Melbourne. Because mm. um, you don't see it in Queensland where I'm from, that's for sure. And I thought he meant gross. And I was just like, mum, why does he keep asking me to make him a coffee? And he keeps saying it's grouse. And she goes, grouse means like a great coffee. Yeah. I was like about 12 at the time. I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, who knew? Jesus, I was such a, got such a flair for this. Like never even tasted stuff, but boy, I'm good at it. <laughs> and, and might I add, if anyone's listening to this and ex- thinks that I make a grouse coffee now, I definitely don't. That skill has been traded for other things, I think. <laughs> I mean, you, you got you can't you can't have it all, Daddy. Honestly, like here, but no, I think I think that's so interesting. Just that whole progression because, like, I like even like it's those tiny little things between like work with people and like you know knowing how to manage like certain situations, different people. I mean, I suppose thrown into like that set as well, and like that kind of with the shop of like the fish nets and the masquerades and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if you're if you're like, I don't think you're going to be, you know, stumped for creativity and being in, like, surrounded in a world like that, you know, that kind of way. Oh, no. <laughs> so I suppose... It definitely got me to get out of my shell. That yeah. was probably oh, a big thing. Oh, I would bet. <laughs> the question that I, I was very shy before, so it really got me used to sort of chatting to people mm. and, and getting out of that shell. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose, like... Like the the next kind of thing I was going to ask, but like I don't, I think you've kind of touched upon it already. Like I suppose, like is there like an uh, is there an average day for yourself? Like what does an average day look like for you? Or I I know you kind of like said you're constantly kind of juggling things. I mean, you're up a ladder, painting half the time, checking you know Insta messages. Like does an artist 
ever really have like a scheduled layout or is it really kind of like one week to the next you do not know where you will be especially for your kind of work uh I literally have no routine which I really love um in a way because it I like there are certain things like your food and going to the gym they sort of like just slot in wherever it's sort of free if you know what I mean and also the social life aspect of things which at the moment is a bit difficult to have anyway um but there is no routine every day is different and that's the beauty behind it as well um one day I could be well a perfect example was uh last week I was painting the streets of Mayfair in London and then um you know a day or two after I was in Belfast painting there doing something completely different so every day is something different I could be painting a mural I could be doing a commission I recently got a job doing a commission piece for the um Belfast or not the Belfast Blitz but it was the Blitz um, from the Second World War through mm. Ancestry.co.uk. Um, and that was really cool because I wasn't actually painting. I could just sit on my laptop, uh, on my iPad, sorry, and just, like, watch documentaries and, or whatnot on the couch while drawing. I love days like that. But then there's days that I'm like, oh, I just want to get outside and paint and do things. And then there's other days where I'm literally just quoting and going and seeing clients, which was which was yesterday. Um there's definitely no routine. I just try to write a list and try to get as many things off that list as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then you somehow find the time to chat to um, randomers uh, from the Red Room. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to make time for everything, I suppose. Like, yeah, who needs a social life? You're like, sorry, I'm trying to just be speculate online for like a podcast. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I like, you've kind of like that's I just can't imagine going off that routine like I did oh god I don't know like when I was studying I was kind of doing freelance and working in media and stuff like this I kind of do still but like I'm in a more contracted position and honestly like and I try to think back to it being like that routine is so hectic and so many people work off it and thrive off it but for me I'm like sorry what like I like I kind of think I need the stability or at least kind of need to know when I'm free and when I'm busy because I feel like I don't know some people it works for it but me it just definitely doesn't um and but I suppose like from that like you're saying you know you're constantly like going away at different places you're doing like between murals like um commissions prints it's such an eclectic thing to you know you're constantly you know on the job but have there been any major standout moments that have came I suppose from this career so far that you probably never thought you imagined I mean like did, did you like know from make your like any murals that you're like looking back on and, or any art in particular looking back on going like oh frig like I did not expect this maybe maybe Belfast is probably one of the biggest things that you never <laughs> expected from this all there's a few um and some of them are a little bit smaller than others that that you wouldn't expect um I guess um see I worked full-time for probably the first how long would it have been first two years that I started doing art Mm. so up until about two years ago so I would do art like outside of that literally 
on my lunch break, I would sit in the car, I had 30 minutes and I'd eat my food. And sometimes I'd eat my food while I was like working and then do drawing in the car um, (laughs) just so I could get drawings done. And they weren't even for clients. I just wanted to draw things. Um, So for me, a major, major standout moment was um, when I decided I was driving to work. It was the routine you're talking about. I would drive for about nearly an hour sometimes the traffic would be so bad on the Gold Coast to get to work and do the same thing all day and I just got caught in the traffic one day decided right I'm gonna move to Europe um, because my two housemates were actually moving at the same time um, over there they're from here and I thought what a perfect opportunity I'm gonna quit my job I have money saved for this um, and we'll see if I can get some art, but I'll probably start working in a cafe or whatnot. Um, so I quit my job, sold all my possessions, um, my car, everything, um, <laughs> put the rest in one room at my dad's house. Um, and that was really scary, but that was definitely a standout moment, which took me from one thing to the other because it was very, very hard. And this is a big question that people always ask me is how did you turn your hobby into a career and we only have 24 hours in the day um you can prioritize all you want but still only 24 hours in a day and if you have to work eight hours of that full time in a job and then manage everything else outside of it and then try to be art on top it's very hard to do it so something's got to give and for me I realized that the social life was sort of gone for a little bit there because I was focusing on the art so that when I decided something was going to give I could move that job to the side and focus on my art to have more times to more time to create but that meant I needed to have paid jobs so I was I arrived in England um was with my friends and I got an email from Adam Turkington who was here he's in charge of the arts and he's like I've got a mural for you when you come to visit your granny in Belfast and that was massive for me. Like that was a moment I can remember exactly where I was because I was like, wow, I'm actually going to paint overseas for the first time. And I'm also going to paint in like a city where my mum was born, where my granny lives. Uh, my granddad's no longer here, but he would have like, he would have thought it was the coolest thing ever. So that was <laughs> definitely a big standout moment. But then there's um, other little things like, so when I came over here, my goal was like, all right, get through each week without having to get a job was my thought, <laughs> right? So if I could make enough money with like designing like a tattoo design or um, an illustration for someone or a mural, I would work out, all right, I've made this amount of money this week. That's how much I would have made in my normal job. Don't need to get a job. Get through the next week, do the same thing. And now two years on and I haven't had to get that cafe job. <laughs> I guess I managed to get through this month. Um, so that was, that's a big thing. And then as I said, there's little things like um, uh, the first mural of course is stand out because it was the first thing I had no idea what I was doing. There was one I did for the Commonwealth games back in Australia. That was massive. Um, never spray painted before. Learned in about 30 minutes. <laughs> um, I probably look back the job now and go wow you could have done a better job of that one um <laughs> no 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 it's just learning the technique so um that was probably a really big thing as well but then there's it's, it's just constant stuff like even the other day being in london and painting in mayfair of all places there's people like in like 
cars that I can't even dream of even sitting in um, <laughs> are coming past me and people are walking past, looking at the art, stopping, going, oh, that's really lovely. Um, they're sort of the moments that make you go, oh, I'm in this for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, Jesus. Like, I did, a, <laughs> like, I tried to do a bit of research on myself, but I mean, it's not until you actually, like, start chatting to people that you find out, like, half the stuff they've done. And especially, like, in this kind of creative field as well, like, as as you said, like, I mean, I, the job I'm in at the moment, actually, like, um, is kind of like, it sounds similar to your one that you probably had where it was like, you know, traveling, like kind of nine to five kind of thing. Well, it's a bit, bit different. It's like it kind of going into shifts things at the moment. But like, this is essentially what driven me to be like, I think I need to start like doing something creative again. Um, but it's like taking, it's so scary. Like, I mean, I'm not planning to like run over to Australia anytime soon, like COVID, like obviously, <laughs> like, but I mean, just that idea of being like, Break this. I'm gonna get um, anyway at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like that kind of idea of being like, "Frig this, this isn't like for me," and having like the proper like, it's having the fucking balls really to be like, "I'm gonna go halfway around the world." Like it's yeah, like that's what like gets me. Like it, like that like was literally what you were talking about. Like I could feel my heart going like, like I was like, "Oh my god!" And I have to add, it wasn't like oh, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. Well, it was in a way with the job I had planned mm. in my head. I think I'd sat on the idea for a while and thought, okay, how am I going to achieve that? Mm. Is it possible? And like work really hard. Like I think ugh, it has sometimes really frustrating when people are freelancing, want to get into freelancing, but working as well. They just think you have to, they have this idea of it, quit the job, but they don't actually build their own business while working. And that's the tough bit because you're literally having to do twice the amount of work, but the reward is so much better. Mm. So you do have to be able to sacrifice even a few months. But for me, it was a good year at least of working those two things to build a business to the brink of of my f- full-time job where I just was like, I ha- for, you, for the benefit of my employers, I'm probably not the best employer for you anymore because my passion lies somewhere else and mm. my time lies somewhere else. So you do need to have a, a plan and a goal in mind and work to a, the two of them because I've had friends before have just like literally quit their job and be like, I'm going to get into um, – I'm just going to say painting for the hell of it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get into painting now. And I'm like, well, hold on. You have to also, you have to work at that. You have to see if that's something you want to do. If you can get the clients to you build your social media mm. so that when you know that you've quit that job, even if you have to go, someone said to me, he said, he was a photographer and I asked him this question and he said, sometimes you have to take one step forward to go two steps back. So if you have to quit your job full time and go part time to give yourself a few days to sort of have that buffer so that you can go forward even more, that's maybe what you need to do. So you're saying I should quit the job I'm in. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's circumstances are different, but my advice to anyone who is wanting to do it is make a plan, build your business in your hours, stop watching TV. Oh my gosh, that's the biggest waste of time. I do love it. I do love it. And I can watch it 
while I'm drawing now. But if I was trying to build and like set up my website, if I'm doing emails, I can't watch TV. Oh God, no. You always have spare time in your day. It's just what is your priority? Yeah. No, like I think you have such a realistic mindset around it where so many people do know that have done like the frig this, I'm moving away. And then sure, it's not sustainable in the end. Like they end up like coming back and being like, right, I'm back to ground zero. Still don't really like know what that was for. They're like, yeah, it was grand. But like I've, you know, I went on a whim without really thinking it through. So I think, yeah, you've been quite strategic in that sense. Like, I suppose I don't, I don't really even want to touch on this now. Like, but I, I usually ask, I guess, like, has there been many like horror stories, kind of like working in industry or like things that you kind of been like, Jesus, like, I suppose, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to touch on that because I'm like, you've been doing so well. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? There's always that, like every single job, I will make some, even if it's a tiny minor little error, right? even if it's forgetting to order a paint that I needed and then been delayed a day or whatnot, Mm. there is always something I will manage to overlook. I'm going to say, um, (laughs) sometimes they're worse than others. And probably because I'm doing a moon things at once. It's generally like a really silly little thing. Like one time when I very first started, I'm probably going to come across quite ditzy in this now, but um, I went to a job to do a mural outside at a guy's house. Um, and if he listens to this, he will laugh because <laughs> I never admitted it to him. And I, I would been up since four o'clock in the morning because I had to take a friend to the airport. So I waited until seven o'clock until it got light to turn up there because I was like, can't start painting until it's sunny. Went to project up my thing outside in Australia where the sun is shining. Projectors don't work in the daylight. <laughs> and the guy was like, I said to the guy, I knew, realized my error straight away. Like, what are you doing? Like, you should project this at nighttime. And the guy's like, I didn't think projectors worked at night. And I just was like, no, this one, oh, sorry, in the day. And I was like, no, this one does. It's generally quite good. So that was a massive error because then I had to freehand it, which is okay, but the type of surface that it was on made it very hard to freehand because you're like back and forth and it definitely put me behind like a whole day. And I looked, I knew, I know he knows I did wrong and it was like a silly little thing. And I was he knows. So embarrassed by it. I was so embarrassed because it was such a stupid thing. Um, but little things like that, you definitely have hiccups. I, I think doing the first line on a wall is the scariest bit because it's like, well, I've committed to it now, mm. especially if it's like a bare brick wall that you can't take the paint off. But for me, I just go, look, if it, especially if it's a colored wall, I'm like, at the end of the day, you just paint it white again and start again. So you yeah. do have to just go, if you're going to have an, where maybe you've got it out of proportion, just try again. Try to I try to pre-plan as much as I can so that I'm not winging it on the day and I know what I'm going to do. There's definitely been things that I've just gone, what did you do that for? <laughs> so if anybody sees you trying to set up a projector and uh, it's, you know, middle of the day, we should probably be like, Danny, just walk away. <laughs> you've, you've learned your lesson. So, yeah, my, my partner, Carl, he um, has been working with me a lot lately and I am quite, I try not to stress myself out about it if I do something wrong. I'm just like, you know what? It's all right. 
everything will be okay because if I stress out about it I will probably have an anxiety attack and I think I may stress him out a little bit with how relaxed I am sometimes <laughs> when, I, when I do things um, that aren't correct but it's a learning curve like every job that I do is a different surface it's a different mm. um, it's a different client so you're mm. always going to be learning as long as you take that lesson and you don't project in the day again you'll mm. be fine mm. exactly exactly I mean Every day is a school day, really. Like, so there, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and just, I'm so conscious again that like, I've probably taken up way more than your time today. You're literally You're right. probably being like, just have to like go do like 20 other things, whether I'm kind of like, I'm just going to go for a run after this. Um, but like, I suppose we'll finish it off. I kind of asking, what does the future hold for yourself, Danny? Like, is there a five-year plan or is there any big goals that you want to achieve that you haven't yet? Because I know actually when I initially reached out to you back at, for this like TV thing, um, sorry, which, uh, not my fault. Um, ABC just didn't want to commission us and they're lost. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you talked about like your, like, well, I, I think I remember you saying that you, like uh, had a goal to you know literally get into like a camper van and just travel around doing like murals and stuff like that is that still a goal that you have like on the bucket list or has your plans changed since like obviously <laughs> covid and they've been like hmm, maybe don't be traveling around everywhere i don't know like it, is there any big like bucket lists that you have to take yet um uh, there's there's a few goals i'm trying to not get too attached to anything because everything is a little bit uncertain at the mm. moment yes i would love a camper van that i could deck out and like set it all up travel around obviously covid is definitely like played a massive effect in that <laughs> not happening but like for me and it's something i probably haven't spoken about very much on here um traveling is such a huge part of my identity obviously i'm not from here so um although I have a house here, to me, I'm still in a foreign place. Mm. Well, it's not that foreign because I know people now, but it still isn't where my family, apart from my granny, are, if you know what I mean. So, like, um, I love traveling. Uh, we did recently get to go to Italy when the air bridges opened up. We did mm -hmm. it very respectfully and responsibly, and it was amazing. I think for me, traveling is, like, um, definitely a massive source of my creativity creativity I love doing maps where I have like all the little tiny hidden little things so I need to explore where I'm going for me long term I would love to be able to take traveling and art together mm. and have more opportunities to be able to do so so like if there's someone in America who was like oh can you come paint this building I'll be like yes I'm there like <laughs> and can I have a few days spare to like travel around Right now, um, I've been able to do that locally, um, as in around the UK mm. and a little bit of Europe, um, but also been able to perhaps connect with more people um, to get them involved in what makes them happy. So if I can inspire, whether it's like doing, I was doing art lessons at once, but being able to do it in a bigger picture and be mm. able to get more people involved I would absolutely love that um and work with some dream clients that would be really cool there's a few brands and that that I really love their ethics I really love their style and I would like oh, it would be a massive dream to be able to do stuff for them 
that would be my goals. Oh, that's like generally so like pure and like being like, I just want to like travel around and like inspire other people. Oh, like that's like legit. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I Aww. want to do that. Like, <laughs> no. I just, do you know what? If I can just do art in the same pace even that I'm doing now and just continue doing that, then, then I'd be happy. Like, honestly, I just don't want to have to go. And not that I didn't like my job, I just want to be able to continue working for myself yeah yeah I say um you've been doing so well so far I I can't imagine um that would really be uh there'd really be much point in going back to that kind of working life due to that kind of way not as in you're not working now you're working probably more than ever but that other yeah. stringent of life working um, for myself <laughs> yeah exactly but um no like I think yeah you've nailed in your head just you want to be in the position where you're just like enjoying what you're doing and you're able to keep doing it and keep sustaining it and like I suppose that's the biggest thing for everybody to just be like sure do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life oh, oh I know <laughs> and literally like oh god I'm pretty sure like I read that off like my auntie's like wall or something you know like like hanging up in a toilet or something you're going like oh Christ <laughs> it is true though like it like without it is true if you really enjoy what you do you just will want to wake up and do mm. it even if it's stressful or whatnot yeah you still want to dedicate time to it. Mm. But also hopefully in these next five years, Australia opens their borders again and I get to go home for a little bit. That would be really lovely. That's part of the five years. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Come on, all that- <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, all the fluffy stuff side. I actually would like, quite like to go home for a second. <laughs> um, it's but, mental. <laughs> but here, um, if people obviously... If there's any of those major brands that you're looking to work with, or if anybody else would like to, you know, see your work, get in touch, follow. Compass. <laughs> follow all the stuff that you do. I love, like, also, I always do this. Like, my guests are have such a better following than I do, but I'm always like, you give it a wee plug, whatever, like this, like, whatever. But, um, no, like, how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, uh, if if you want to speak in depth, perhaps send me an email. <laughs> oh god, if, I was just going to say like socials or whatever. I'm not like 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 what's your exact address, location? What's your phone number? Um, is there like an alternate um, sim? Sorry. Like, <laughs> are you talking about today or no? Um, so if you want to check out what I do, have a look on my socials, which is just Danny Simpson Art D A W N I S I M P S O N Art. Um, if you want to see my website and that it's the same just dennysimpsonart.com and if you are looking for a mural then email me that's the only reason i say that because otherwise you'll get lost in my instagram account (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) and all your stuff is there and um yeah no i mean i just i just thank you so much like for taking the time out like i I've just been so interested since, you know, Chad, she initially to be like, oh my God, like I want to find out more about you. So I appreciate you honestly taking out the time to speak to some randomer, um, across a dodgy Wi-Fi line. Um, honestly, it, uh, has been a pleasure. And I feel like and you always get away, like some things from these conversations as well, I find, but like, legit, that's me one. Like, I feel like so inspired to have like, I got to go to my uh, day. Like genuinely, yeah. I'm like, I'm hoping that other people are listening to this and being like, fucking right. Yeah. Like you can do it. Like, and all like this. Like, I, I love that shit. Your like, boss is like just waiting 
waiting for you to hand in that resignation. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, thank you so much for having me. Like, and you taking the time out because I appreciate it as well. <laughs> Second time I'm good on that. <laughs> like, I've got nothing else to be. <laughs> no, um, here, uh, go enjoy the rest of your day. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see where you go next. Hopefully, hopefully you get home. <laughs> Look, this is home at the moment. I just exactly. want to see my mom and dad and give them a big hug. Yeah, exactly. But until then, uh, I'll see you later. Uh, bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Interviews. Please support the podcast by giving us a like, share, subscribe, and go on to Apple or iTunes, whatever podcast service that you're on, and give us a rating. Uh, let me know what you think uh, is going well. Don't tell me what's going wrong, because I will never stop thinking about it. But either way, um, all that stuff really helps uh, me know how I'm getting on and helps with the wee charts now and then. And do remember, if you would like to uh, give a suggestion of someone that you would enjoy to hear on Finterviews, you can get in touch on socials. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's essentially just all at Finterviews, either Finterviews Podcast or Finterviews Pod. You'll find me somewhere like that. But until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>